It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Live from the Omni Hotel post game celebration bowl 2023. Are we live? We're live, but you're not hearing me? Okay. Test one, two, test one, two. Let me make sure we're. Are we live? Are we live? We are live. It's going out. It's the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Marcus Green. A.D. Drew, Kelvin Rozier, and forever with us, this guy right here. is with us in spirit, in thought, in every way, uh, from fans that we ran into. Have all the words as, as the final minutes and seconds of the game. I don't know. I'm just going to keep talking and hope that we got audio. Um, as the final seconds of this game, we're, we're going down. I, I just had to soak up this game and this moment. And, and just, Kelvin, you, you had some thoughts as this game was going down, man. It, express your thoughts on, uh, on where your thoughts were as these final seconds of this game were, were down. Well, all I could think about was Kofi. And had he been here, you know, and witnessed this season, you know, I could hear him first probably – hurting my shoulder because he's jumping on me, shaking the mess out of me. And I, <laughs> oh, he would have definitely, he oh, would have yeah. definitely, oh, yeah. oh, on that interception, he would have definitely, run the ball, go, what are we doing? What are we doing? But no, 
uh, I just thought about the journey for, for this team and this season. And uh, really all the, you know, this year, as a matter of fact, you know, the family has had such a successful athletic season in multiple sports and to kind of culminate that with uh, this championship today. Uh, I know COVID smiling in heaven and looking down. And he might have had something to do with some of those uh those those plays that went our way in the fourth quarter. We definitely had. Hey, we knew we had some. <laughs> we knew, we knew we had an angel uh, with us on that field, no doubt. Um, Marcus, your thoughts as, as the final seconds tick down. Well, I was just I was going through it. I mean, I went emotional high when we were up. Emotional. You know when the interception happened, but as the top clock ticked down, and I thought about Kofi, I thought about Coach Simmons, I thought about this team, I thought about our school, and what in the last what was it six years, 2017, Alex Woods last season, when we had one win, and now six years later, we're Black College National Champs, going 12 and one, with our only loss being to an FBS team, so. Just the journey rising from the ashes throughout all those things, the turnovers with ADs, presidents getting stable in the president's office, finally getting stability in the athletic director's office and getting stability as a coach, at the head coach. And that's all that was going through and just so much pride in everyone that had a hand in it. Drew, you're a... Uh... Your, your thoughts, final seconds. To, and we were working. Drew and I were working stats together. So I, I know in the moment it's hard to watch the game. But when it was all said and done, Drew, share your my, thoughts, please. My thoughts, honestly, get the get these plays right. <laughs> Hope that there are no errors out here. with people, Because <laughs> when people go and frame this and go back and look at the stats of this game, who did what, when, all the completions, the rushing yards, the interceptions and everything, you know, honestly, I was like, this is going to have my signature on it, my name on it, because I was a, I was a lead statistician for the for the game. Brian was on the crew. And, you know, there's there's a crew of three of us that uh, do the stats for the, for the game and making sure that everything is correct, because 20 years from now, 30 years from now. People are going to look back at that, and I will know. No one else will know, but I will know that was my work that went into that went into those numbers, producing those numbers, along with a couple of other people. And then, honestly, that last bit, I was like, "Please, let's get this first down so we can take a knee." <laughs> Forty-five years ago, on this very day, was the last time Florida A&M won a national championship on the field. And there have been Black College National Championships for FAMU since then. But to, to win an undisputed national championship today uh, on the anniversary of that is special. I, I bumped into Al Chester. I, look, I bumped into Al Chester, quarterback of that 78 championship team. What are you shaking your head? No, Albert Chester was the he was not the court. Okay, he was not the quarterback of the '79 team that beat Miami because he graduated. 
He was the quarterback yes. of the 77 unbeaten and the 78 yes. national championship team. Thank you. Let me finish. Yes. You know so much. I love you, Roy, but you know. No, no. He told. Don't get me. See, he was telling about the. It, Producers anyway. need to produce. Let host host. Let me rewind again. I ran into. Hey, this is what I've been dealing with all day. <laughs> yeah, BCS what about cigar? Cream. That's what I need hey, to know. What about cigar? I ran into Al Chester, quarterback of that team, like two different times this morning. I ran into him coming down to get a cup of coffee and, you know, and then running into him on the way as we're leaving the hotel to go to the stadium. Uh, and so it, it just, it, it all feels special, magical for, for those of us. I mean, I don't know who, anybody here, let me see. Yeah. You, you were babies. You were, you were, I, I don't remember family. Family wasn't a part of my life back in 78. I was at I was at the Miami game and I was at the airport when the team flew back from Wichita, Texas. Okay. Uh to Tallahassee and um won the championship. So I have very fun memories of the of the well, late seventies. Anybody else here? Drew Marcus. Bro, I was nineteen seventy eight. I was six years old in well, St. Louis, Missouri. Said no. And had no idea what a fam or you was. Right. Anyway. Roy's Roy, godfather was a member of the Marching 100. Marching 100? Okay. So, um, to be able to witness this for another generation, a new generation of Rattlers that have gone through, um, you know, we, we've gone through the the the, the years and the, the MEAC titles, the SWAC titles, the, the lows of, we, we're just going to say the wasteland of the, of the teams. We can call that the, the wasteland where we at the nine, the walking through the desert era, that decade, which, you know, we ain't going to talk about that decade. But, you know, to, to, to for Coach Simmons and his staff to, to put it all together uh, is really special. And so I'm happy not only for the former players who got a chance to kind of be a part and see this and see these and these guys represent us so well. You know, uh, just, just jump in there, Drew. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I just thought about something. This is the fourth venue that I have witnessed a Florida A&M victory in in this city. The original Atlanta Classic, uh, 1989, Bobby Dodd Stadium at George, on the campus of Georgia Tech. Okay, I don't remember that. Uh, I, I I was at I was okay. at that I was at the first one. Okay. Then Fulton County Stadium. Atlanta, I remember that. That was my freshman right. year. I remember that Atlanta then, Fulton County Stadium. Then the Georgia Dome right before the, the Atlanta Classic Heritage went Bowl away and all that stuff. Yep. Right. And then let's see. I was not at. And this was our first time. I've not been. At I, I have not stadium, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, first time in the bands. I don't think I've been at. I don't think I was at Fairview and with Center Park or Georgia. Georgia State Stadium, as it was called then. I think I missed that one. But I no, they didn't play. They haven't played there. I take that back. They haven't played there because when they played the BX Swag Challenge, it was in Birmingham. So I have witnessed a victory in four different venues, every venue in Atlanta that we have played in in the last 30, 30 plus years. Yeah, another tidbit, and I was telling showing sharing this with Kelvin on the way over. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Kelvin this. 
on the way over. And I was telling my wife when I was coming down here, like 25 years ago, when we were getting ready, we're in the semifinals against Youngstown State, and we were up, what, 24 to 13? I had airline tickets pulled up, hotel reservations. I was just waiting to hit the button. And when we lost that game, I think the only other loss that I felt as bad was, you know, my Falcons losing the Super Bowl. But 25 years later, actually, I think it's 24 because that was 99. So 24 years later, now we get the crown, a champion, undisputed black college champion, regardless whether it was FCS playoffs or the Celebration Bowl, we can now say that we are the champions. And I don't know if you guys realize it's been a whole generation since FAMU has played in Atlanta. There's been a whole generation of Rattlers who have grown up and do not know what we experience as students and young alumni with the Atlanta Classic here in Atlanta. So for the new generation of Rattlers to be reintroduced to Tallahassee North, man. And we'll add our fifth stadium, Marcus, next year when uh, we open the season back in Atlanta at Center Park Stadium, uh, which used to formerly be Turner Field. So that would be our fifth uh, venue to get rid of. But, but back to uh, this game, of course, final score, 30 to 26. Uh, disappointing for those of uh, us who had FAMU minus six or six and a half, seven. Uh, but if you go, if you grab the opening line of four, winner, winner for you, or at least a push. But um, just going through some of the statistics in case you wanted to know, uh, first downs, FAMU, 19 first downs to 11. Rushing yards, I thought this was the most interesting stat of the night. Howard, 28 rushes for 81 yards. FAMU, 35 carries for 68 yards. And I swear there was one point in the third quarter where we, I, look, we didn't have much of going anything in terms of the running game. Who is Roy trying to bring in? Because I know we're down here in the lobby. huh? Coach Henry, yeah, we talked to Coach Joe Henry coming in. Coach Henry. Doing great. Coach, we, we were – everybody, Coach Joe Henry, uh, our OC coordinator. Coach, uh, congratulations thank on the you, win. Thank you, thank uh, you. Talk a little about the emotions of this game. Just from waking up this morning, you know, the, the preparation and, and, and just all that, now that it's over. That's right. So it was a late night last night. I mean, we were as coaches. I was up sitting in my bed uh, to 1 a.m., you know, just trying to make sure everything was – you know, all the plans were straight. Call sheet had to be, you know, finalized. and. Uh, Coach Simmons was there working on it as well. So, um, you know, we got that done late. You wake up early. Uh, you know, it's the earliest kickoff that we've had so far. The guys uh, were awake and they were ready to roll. You know, I think there's an advantage for playing team run every Tuesday at 6.30 a.m. Uh, you know, that helps you out because you can't say, oh, you know, noon's an early kickoff when you're banging heads at 6.30. True, so true. Uh, the guys did a good job of getting ready to roll. Uh, they did a really good job of persevering through the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the game, the positives and negatives. Uh, everything. They just they stayed even keel. They continued to grind. They kept their nose down. They worked hard. They stayed together. You know that's one of the one of the things that I was yeah. most proud about because we didn't have a lot of success early. Right. But there was no pointing fingers. There was no no griping, no complaining, no moaning. They stuck together and they finished this thing strong. Finished it the right way. What did you see? What what kind of challenges or or maybe uh, things did Howard do to to limit our success? 
early? I mean, what what did you see? And then talk a little bit about maybe those halftime adjustments that you guys made. Right. So anytime you have a bye week to prepare for somebody, you know, there's definitely uh, always that element, that that factor of what are they going to do differently? What do they know about us? Because they've had extra time. They had three bye weeks. Oh, yeah. You know, they had a month. So uh, they did a great job. Hats off to their coaching staff. Um, they changed a good bit about their game plan. You know, they played us pretty differently. Uh, you know, we had two weeks. Um, so we, we we broke down five games. We went back and watched all the games um, just to get a good feel for them, who they are, how they call it, their personnel. Um, but they played us differently than they had any other team this season. Um, and they had a really solid plan. So hats off to those coaches for the way they prepared their young men and the plan that they had. Um, you know, at halftime, there, there were no major adjustments. Uh, it was just a matter of uh, – it was – can I talk, buddy, and then I'll let you say something in a minute? Is that a deal? All right. They, uh, they did a great job uh, at halftime of just making sure we tighten the screws a little bit, so okay. to speak. You know, Coach Simmons called the plays aggressively tonight, and, and a couple of them were high risk, high reward, and they ended up hitting, which was always rewarding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcus, Kelvin, you guys want to jump in there and ask anything to Coach? No, I already, I already talked to Coach earlier, you know, outside the locker room. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, we champions right now, man. I'm, I'm ecstatic, right. man. That's Live all, you know, that's the bottom line. I want Coach to enjoy himself, enjoy his family. We going to do that. And, and like I told him in private, I will say in public, just thank you. Thank you for how you represent the program, how you coach the guys. The, the guys are a reflection of our coaching staff and their class. That they don't get in trouble. They go to class. And um and the champion, so just, just thank you. That's right. Well, yeah. thank y'all. Thank you, Rattler yeah. Nation, for the support in the back and in the love. We hear you. We feel it. Um, please just continue to stay with us, support us, uh, uh, love on these boys, love on these guys. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, let them know that you appreciate them. Um, you know, especially the big boys. Like there ain't no stat for a pancake block. You know, there's there's no uh, there's no stat that says, hey, you pass protected 41 times tonight and didn't allow anybody close to the quarterback. Uh, so a lot of times, though, th their work goes unnoticed, and that's part of the job description. But anytime you can throw a little bit of love their way, you know, they, they appreciate it in a big way. Absolutely. You bet. Garrett, what do you want to say? You want to say go Rattlers? Go Rattlers. All right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Enjoy the rest of the night. Safe travels. We'll catch you up back in Tallahassee. All right, Coach. All right. All right, Coach Joe Henry. Hey, look. Uh. And there was there was moments when, you know, we look when we one of the key stats, we talked about that rushing. It was I was surprised. I really thought our offensive line would uh, dominate more. I really did. Um, credit to Howard. Definitely credit to Howard. Um, penalties. It, you know what? They really weren't that major. I mean, honestly, I mean, I thought. There were critical ones, but it didn't seem like some games where we just had like a slew of penalties that just didn't seven just didn't work. Seven penalties for sixty-eight yards. They had five for sixty. That's about average for them. Seven for sixty-eight is low for us. And and, and really, you know, there were so many people that talked about the penalties post game. You know, a lot of people in the hallways that we were talking three in a row that they had. That was the yeah. timing of it. Yeah, that one drive was well. Was there were tough. critical plays, and, the then, the, and then and then and then on the uh, kickoff. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was the other critical penalty. And the one where the defensive one that took the face mask, that took the defensive TD off the board. So they're like five critical penalties out of the seven that either took points off the board or put Howard in a good position or put us in a bad position. So when you when you think of this game, you know, a lot of people talked about it was a good game, post game out in the hallway. I think there's another segment that will look at it from the perspective of the, the officiating. Um, I think this was a Mac crew. Mid-American conference crew. Um, a lot of people have, will have issues. Uh, and in another segment, we'll look at, some, like, like Coach said, high risk, high reward. Play calling was that people, there'll be another segment with, which we'll complain about that. When you look at overall thoughts on this game, how will you remember, outside of winning it, how will you remember this game? Or how do you think people should view this game? I think um, the way this game played out, was emblematic of the entire season. We had penalties that took some things off the board. A couple of games we got behind. A couple of games we had to scrap and fight back. But in the end, we actually we won the game. So I think if it was a microcosm of a lot of the games that we saw this season and the defense came through and, and closed it down. So those three things, fighting through penalties, getting behind a little bit, having some adversity and then turning it on, and then the defense closing it out, Pretty much, if we were to put this in a time capsule just for this one season, this game had it everything. Yeah. For me, it, it eerily reminded me of the Texas Southern game when we went down 14 er, uh, points early to Texas Southern. And I was telling Brian that uh, up in the booth. But unlike the Texas Southern game, our opponent, after we came back and took the lead, fought back in yeah. that game, whereas the Texas Southern game, our opponent kind of folded at, at that point. And I said this, if you go back and rewind Sunday's show, which coach is going to reach into their bag of tricks and pull out that play that they was running in fall camp back in August? And were we going to be talking about it post-game? Either it worked and it was a good play or it didn't work and what the F. And we had both of those for fam today. <laughs> For me, it's about perseverance, and this team has shown that resiliency the entire season. A lot of things didn't go our way. We got off to a bad start, got down 14-0. We didn't play well. You know, we had some communications issues up front. Uh, we turned the ball over. We, we scored touchdowns and had them taken off the board. A lot of things didn't go our way, but this team has was pretty much not impacted by it, right? They just kept playing. Um, I think the, the thing I always emphasize with this team that separated us from every other team um, in FCS and HBCU specifically was that we had a defense we could rely on. Yep. Our offense could be off some. They could be average sometimes. And our, de our defense was always going to keep us in games and if need to win us games. And that's the way this game played out. You know, after the pick six and the Howard regained the league, it was the defense that shut the door and got the, the, the interception to the, the ice the game once the offense scored. So that's what I think about. I think about perseverance, per perseverance, which is a great character for a championship team. Championship teams find ways to win. And this team found ways to win all season. And then, of course, a stellar defense going in. The, my projection was that this defense could be one of the best in the history of FAMU, and this defense will – be somewhere in the, t in the talk of one of the best in the history of FAMU. Here's one other thing. 
We were down 16 to 10 in the second quarter. Halftime. No, no, no. Before, but I'm talking about before half, before oh. we got to halftime. And I looked at and I looked down at the stats. FAMU had 77 yards of total offense. FAMU had 77 yards passing. Howard had held us to a net zero yards late in the second quarter. FAMU to come back and actually finish the game with over 100 yards rushing after having zero in the second quarter. Oh, yeah. And, and the fact that we almost doubled Howard up from a – we did – did we double him up offensively production? Almost up. We just were just shy of doubling it up offensively, considering how Howard dominated us offensively early in the game. It says something about the halftime adjustments that FAMU was able to make. Um, Howard scored 26 points. We all, not even not even jokingly, we all said how it, in order for them to get 20 over 21 points, how is it gonna have to come? In Us doing turnovers, things. We, we we gave up a safety, right? Safety that was two, uh, and then of course the pick six. So they got nine points. Uh, you know, and the, don't forget the kickoff, the open kickoff. The kickoff almost turned. Yeah, the kickoff yeah. almost turned into a touchdown. It did. Well, it led to a yeah. touchdown, but it almost was a touchdown in itself. And the second drive was a short drive. Also, they had uh, fourteen points and had only like fifty some odd yards of total offense. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. We were down 14-0. So, I mean, I was looking at the clock, like, what the, well, what the heck was going on? You know, because we were, we hadn't even gotten to, like, the first TV timeout. We already down 14-0. Yeah, and to your point, on um, Brian, that you was making, the uh, at halftime, I looked at all the stats, and FAMU was leading all the stats at halftime. That's, we that's were behind crazy. on the scoreboard. Except but, but, for rushing. But, 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 but we they didn't much... have a whole lot of rushing yards. They yeah, didn't have yeah. a whole lot, but a little. Yeah. They were leading still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, well, we, we, didn't, we didn't have a lot, lot of – we didn't try to run the ball a whole lot that, for, that first uh, half, to be honest. But, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you can lose a stat better and still win the um, win the war, and we won the war. Uh, let me go yeah. through a few more stats. I was, I was going to say before we get there, it's kind of ironic that Despite our rushing uh, deficiencies in the first half, that a running back winds up being the game MVP on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm I missed that. Who was the Who was the offensive MVP? Kelvin so Kelvin Dean was the offensive MVP 
Uh, Dean, three catches, 87 yards. Of course, he caught two touchdowns, none bigger. Uh, those two back-to-back scoring drives in the fourth quarter, a 21-yard pass from Musa, and then the 53-yard run uh, in which he caught a ball out in the in the, uh, in the the flat and, and just I just gone. I mean, just turned on the Jets and, and was gone. I didn't think that play was going to turn around. Yeah, I didn't think it was going yeah. to. I didn't think it was going to turn into a fifty-three yarder, but it did. Um, yeah, ru- rushing Terrell Jennings, nineteen carries, sixty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Dean, just uh, three carries and ten yards. Jaquez Yant, uh, four carries, five yards. Jamari Sharif, two for four. Uh, on the receiving end, I already mentioned Dean Jamari Sharif. Five catches, 56 yards, and a score, which, I mean, that flea flicker was awesome. And, and the fact that Moose caught that because the, the pitch back to him wasn't perfect, but it almost was – it was off, but it was enough for him to kind of get out a little bit uh, to his right. And, I mean, good catch and good throw. I mean, but Sharid had that guy beat by six yards. So, yeah, uh, and I know – you know, Moose had three touchdown passes, 19 of 32, three touchdown passes, two interceptions, 289 yards, uh, was sacked twice. But, you know, he had one touchdown that was just outside of Sharid's hands, had another one, I think, by, was it, was it, uh, was by, was it Dean or Riley outside of Riley's hands? And, right. uh, you know, and then if if, if you all got if y'all want like 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 these buttholes over and here, and Nick Dixon, huh? And a Nick Dixon. Oh, the well, Nick Dixon was down at the one, so yeah. he tossed it down yeah. the, at the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was that that play. Look, big biggest play for me. Fourth and five, and Musa hits a twenty yards, fifteen to twenty yard strike to Kamari. was it Kamari, and. That was not like a he, th- play of the game. That, that was a contested throw. That was a contested Kamari, throw. Kamari did a really good job. Yeah. Around. I mean, he did a great job there. Yeah. Yeah. Kamari, Kamari was killing him. They had no matchup for him. We, uh, we probably should have featured him more and went to him a little more. Uh, he, he, he delivered today every time we went to him. We talked about that, I believe, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, Kamari yeah. talked about using the tight ends. Yeah. Because we knew that they had, a, a, I guess, one of the top-rated pass defenses in FCS, but the tight end spot might be a vulnerability. Hey, I, I want to come in, Howard. Howard, oh, uh, yeah. they, like, like Coach said, their effort was great. You know, they were underdog, but they stayed within what they could do. They didn't try to, you know, you know, they, they knew they was going to have to try to play keep away. They was going to have to try to run the ball. And they understood that if they get behind the sticks and they uh, had to throw, then that's where that was going to be the Achilles heel. And it ended up being the Achilles heel because uh, the quarterback threw, what, three three interceptions? So, yeah. yeah. I was going to add, uh, you want to talk about Howard. Uh, what was his name? West uh, Hinton. Hinton, who had the uh, interception on the, uh, on the wide receiver screen. Give them credit. That is the art of film study. That is, that is film study at his best. Obviously, he picked up something. Uh, Watching watch Fabu's film that, that's calls not a, the re- calls that's the, not a complicated play. But uh. it, but, but, <laughs> but, see, but see here. But here's the thing. 
all all the receiver's job out there, the other two's job, all it's is the chip, shield. It's to chip yeah. that guy and not let him get there. Right. But he happened to get to the he right jumped, spot where well, they he could, jumped it immediately. Right. I but mean, they he read it. He, he read it from which, his, But yeah, how is it? Yeah. He didn't allow them to chip him. Because yeah. yeah. he knew he, he knew the play. He read the play. Yeah, he slipped. They didn't they yeah. weren't they couldn't chip him. And next thing you know, 27 yards and Howard is back into the ball. Yeah, game he almost had, he was trying to close it out. To that point, he almost had to reach back to catch that ball. He he, he jumped it so quick that uh you know he was there before the ball got there. Yeah. Um trying to think of any other significant impactful plays that uh we were short fourth down early in the game. I don't know. I can't remember horrible spots. Or yeah. two because the third down spot, it was a first down also. Yeah. On that play. And then the fourth, the, when Musa did the sneak, it was no question. There was, well, his whole what, body was. And passed. what was so funny is we, where we were, we saw the uh, the, the line judge on the Howard side, from where he was coming in, spotting the ball. He was beyond a, a four-yard line. Was, was on the line. And then when you saw the actual spot be behind. a half a football behind, you're just thinking, okay, where was the review? And that's the part. Now, they ended up going. What's funny, you guys didn't see this. If you were in the game and, and you saw it, they ended up going to a commercial. It was, it was a media. Uh, because, because of the, you know, the media contract. Turnover and the Turnover, change of possession. It, it was time for a media timeout. So during that, there, it looks like they were having discussions about whether that play was going to be reviewed during the Which media, it should have been. I don't understand how timeout. it was not reviewed. Then we were wondering if, if uh, Coach Simmons was going to throw the red flag to force to force the review. And with that being in the first quarter, okay, sure. on, okay. I think I think he did not want to yeah, burn a no, let me let me stop you for a second. There's no red flag in college football. Yes, yes there is. Anybody seen a red flag in college football? Yes, yes. I mean, speak up. I, I yeah. haven't seen a. I'm just yeah. trying to think. No, you no. I, you, you're you thinking NFL. Challenge. No, you can challenge in college. I, there's no red flag. I've never seen a red yes, flag. You, you seen a red flag? I, you can challenge. No. In college. I, okay, but okay, but anyway, go ahead. I you said that, and I was sitting there like red flag. I'm saying I'm, I was. We want no, 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 no. We anyway. But there should have been a challenge. All uh, somebody should have reviewed that. And the, the, the referee should have at least went over to the monitor in a with a booth review, right, to verify the spot. And there were a couple other reviews in the game that from Let's, what we that we did not think they needed a review, but they did go over to verify. And actually, one of them, when uh, fam, you was rushing to the line, uh, it was right before the touchdown. After the it's the Nick it's the Nick Dixon catch. Okay, uh, at the one yard line. Yes, that they tried to rush to the line they because they knew. Oh, and they and they, they wanted to review. It, that. They didn't want that to review. But yeah, that's so the that's one that they, that they got the buzz. I can understand that. You can go review that one, but you can't review the tur the turnover on down. Yeah, and that was a big that was a big drive because I were we that would have we been now, our first touchdown right, we were of the game. Fourteen zero. We're in the first quarter driving uh and we're in the red zone now whether you agree or disagree with the decision to go for it versus kicking a field goal we should have got the first down we should have been given the first down you got all these cameras you got the sky cam right above us all that stuff we that should have been reviewed we were going to go for it because i know in big games because we've seen it we've had three years of of data in big games coach simmons he gets real aggressive. He's gone. He went for it. I remember in his first year in the, um, the Florida Classic in 2018, and it was kind of a similar 
maybe similar down and distance, and he went for it. So I kind of knew he was going to go for it, and I thought we had it. Well, well, he's got the luxury of the top range defense in FCS. Yes, yeah. I mean, and and we we got big bats, and we have been pretty successful the last five games in running the ball. So I, I get that. I have no problem with it. Um, the the other reviewable, questionable call happened. Now I believe this is in the fourth quarter. FAMU had just gone up twenty four to sixteen, and we're kicking off. To Howard, I believe this is where the ball was. All right, so if you believe that that ball that was kicked was a fumble, as it looked like to, okay, so it was a kick. the 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 returner he, he tried he, to field the ball. It was a muff. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah, he tried to feel the ball. It. He, he came up to it. the four-yard line. It. It, it bounced off his arm. Yes. And then it rolled into the end zone. But but as a as, as speaking of somebody who's been a former official, former football official, that was a ball. You weren't he, saying that in the booth. He, 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 ne- he never had saying, clear possession. You weren't saying that in the booth. Because I didn't, I didn't see it until I saw the replay. Oh, but right. but he never had – he never had – in order for it to be a, it considered a fumble, he has to actually possess it and, and make a football move, i.e. take a step, but, but see, here's which my he problem. did not. But it was a live ball. It was it was a live ball. Yeah, And because he touched it in the end zone and in game possession in the end zone, it immediately became a touchback, which led to and I go lie. And as a, as a as a player, I probably would have did the same thing. As a coach, I understand. I I, I probably would have had my players do the same thing going forward. And it was not a shot to the head. But it was a defenseless. Well, what you and what you're talking about is as 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 the the, the Howard returner catches the ball, he, he he tracks it into the end zone, takes a knee. But he never he never really picked the ball up. No, he didn't. He left he, the he, ball on the ground was, and he and put he, his hand on the ground and got to a knee. knee. Now, as he so, did that, so I don't think our our, our coverage team. New because what was going on because you know the whistle that, didn't blow. Because they're thinking it's a safety right. opportunity, right? They knew it was a live ball. Right. And he had his back yeah, to yeah, it. And yeah. that's so, when Jalen so, Glaze. So he never picked it up. Yeah, that's when Glaze yeah. came in and popped him in the back with his shoulder pad. They thought it, they, they wanted to review it for targeting. Uh, and they threw a flag on that, which, you know, it is what it is. What was yeah. also curious, though, about that play, I don't know if anybody caught this. We were thinking that it was a 15-yard penalty. Right at because it would have spotted from the twenty-five out to the forty, but it was only apparently a ten-yard penalty. That was the referee's. Uh, that was a mistake. That, that was a mistake. Okay, because that it, should it have started been, at drive started at the thirty-five. Because as a per, that was either a per, personal foul or targeting. Both of them are fifteen yards. The only difference is targeting comes with an ejection, whereas the other one is just fifteen right. yards. So they spotted the ball as if it was a punt. Which a touchback on the punt is from the twenty, instead of the twenty-five, where it's a touchback on the kickoff. I think I think that was a mistake on the officials' part, right there. Uh, fam, you. I mean, I sent you stuff in text during the game. I still don't understand why that wasn't a safety. Well, it's been explained to me. You guys explained it to me. I don't necessarily agree, but I don't write the rules. Yeah, it's a bad rule. Hey, um, so Howard started from. The fam or from their own 35 yard line went six plays, 43 yards, 
we, we fortunately held them to a 40-yard field goal. Uh, there was also in that field goal attempt, there was no real rush or pressure. All right, so we only got about five or ten minutes, I'm told. So uh, there was there was very little pressure. Did you notice that on the field goal attempt by FAMU? And somebody had said that the team thought, or it looked like the team thought somebody moved on the line. It was the left guard that fit, that everybody was pointing at. I think it was like 54 or 56 or something no, 54 like that. Was was the, you know, yeah, it was whoever was it next was whoever to the center. The left guard. I didn't see it, it, it. But anyway, that's I thought it was just, hey, don't commit a penalty that gives them the ball back. We're up by eight. We'll be okay. We're down five. One last observation since we're talking about this officiating. I thought they over-officiated, but I didn't know you could get a penalty for uh, a blindside block when it's a running play uh, at the line of scrimmage. The one they called on Musa. That made no the sense The one they called me. on Musa was BS. That was not a blind. Yeah, that was a yeah. great block by Musa. I would disagree. I disagree because he, really? he hit him behind. He hit him on the, he hit him on the backside. I'm going to go laugh to look at that. You, the, the rule says you have to get your head and your shoulder around. All right. So, uh, once again, that's me being a formal official, understanding that rule. Oh, that that two-point conversion, two conversion after the Sharif touchdown, that was the, mo that was the most drunk, ridiculous, because I think there were three flags on the play. Somebody got ejected for spitting. I mean, really? I mean, how did – T.J. Lee. Yeah, it was. It was Lee. That was crazy. I, I – He was? Yeah, yeah. I, I – so anyway, that's why I said when in, in its entirety, fam, you had three moments, really three, where you could say we only committed seven penalties, but they were Critical. they were memorable, they, regrettable. They led a Howard and touchdown, they led Howard touchdown, or they took touchdowns off, off the, board the board from us. us. Yes. That, how many how many yards do we have? Only six. Uh, what do you mean? Penalties. Sixty-eight yards. And uh, you just described forty-five of them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, well, that, you know, that's pretty much most of the statistics from this game. I want to give a shout-out on the defensive side of the ball. Johnny Chaney Jr., 11 total tackles. Um, Deco Wilson, 7 total. Isaiah Major with 6, uh, including 1 tackle for loss. Sharif save 7, 1 sack, 1 tackle for loss. Isaiah Major interception Kendall Bowler interception uh those were huge uh Deco Wilson so I mean we picked off Quentin Williams uh three times in the ball game we we pretty much made him I, I said going in the guy I was worried about was Eden James uh he was their most productive guy um 57 55 rushing yards even though he didn't score the touchdowns he was the one that Look, he had a couple of runs that I was like, wow, he almost broke those. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know. Champions. Gonna, champions. Yeah. You're going to break this game yeah, down we, any we, number of We ways. are swag. We saved the swag. See, Coach Riz. <laughs> nah. <Yeah. laughs> He's like, nah, hold on. Put that down. Put that down real quick. Get Coach Riz in here. Yeah. Yeah, keep the shades on. There you go, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the best recruiting coordinator in college football right here. You help bring a lot of these guys in. Coach, talk about the pride and, and just the, what you've seen from these guys today on this field. Well, I'll start by saying this. I mean, since our coach is hired away. There you go. No, just um, bring it up to you a little bit. There you I'll go. start by saying this. Since our coach is hired away, Coach Simmons said that either, either we would go undefeated or lose one game. And we're here. So, yeah. I mean, he knew the talent that we had. And the talent that we brought in, these guys, they locked in from week zero through camp until now. And it's hard. You know, Tallahassee is a great place, a college town. There's a lot of stuff to get into. These guys kept their uh, their, head, their head on right, and they were ded dedicated to, to what we were doing. Um, We don't have much. I was saying look in the bottom right corner to see how much the time it tells you. Okay. Uh, We don't have a lot of time. Cody, what, what's the one – you look back on this whole season. Is there is there any, like – what? and I, I had to put it into one thing, but give me something that you're like, really super proud of or are most proud of when you think back of this season? Maybe one or two things. Well, I'll say this, man. I'm proud of – I'm proud to say of the guys that I was directly involved with, with, with bringing home, but the local guys that I was able to bring home that were at other places and they were unhappy, they were looking for a home, and I was able to bring them home along with Coach Simmons and our staff. Kevin Dean, Marcus Riley, Jacquez Yant, and numerous others. I'm so proud and so happy that we were able to help those kids uh, gain a different love for the football game. And everything we promised them, it happened. And that's awesome. You mentioned Kelvin Dean, MVP, uh, two awesome catches and runs. I mean, Coach, man, you, you guys, I tell you, uh, Kelvin was telling Coach Henry, we have great guys, and they – I mean, we really do have great guys, and, and and they are a reflection of you, Coach Simmons, the rest of the staff. Um, thank you. You know, I'm on behalf of Rattler Nation, we thank you, all of the coaches, for what you give to those guys. But uh, – and the way you all represent FAMU and the way they represent FAMU makes all of us alums proud, and so – you know, I'm gonna let you get out and enjoy this, man. Cause I know, I know you. You're going back to work probably on on probably tomorrow morning, Look, coach. You going back no, on the grind tomorrow, recruiting I, season. Listen, <laughs> listen, no, I was working during the game. Wow, so that's, that's a heads up. A big time recruit that's going to commit tomorrow. Okay, everybody has been out putting out all their recruits and who they're recruiting. I'll say this: it's hard to do recruiting when you're playing in the postseason. Yeah. So I'm learning that part. I'm learning that. We expect to be be back here next year, the same the same place. We expect to be, be back in the same place last year, so I'll be more prepared. But coming in this year, I I didn't know what to expect, but now I know. But I was recruiting during the game, so we'll have a big time recruit tomorrow. that's going to shake the game up, and we Woo! got more coming coming after that. That bat that that uh, rattler that bat signal. It's already. It's already in the sky. It's, yeah, in the it's sky already in the right sky. The, sig the bat signal. Uh oh. Two times. The signal is up. It's in the sky. Uh oh. Uh-oh. That's awesome. We we appreciate it. I no, you can't mention they you they gotta commit. They gotta they gotta they gotta sign. But but when they commit, we'll know. We'll know. We'll know. Coach, appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you guys. Rattler Nation, we appreciate you guys for your support, for your all all that you gave from the money 
to just 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 your presence. We appreciate you guys. Go Rattlers. Coach Devin Rispress, best recruiting coordinator in college football. All right, gentlemen, come in here so we can close it out real quick. Watch your plugs. Watch your plugs. There you go. You're good. You're good. Uh, so we can close out this show. Uh, thank you to everybody watching us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Make sure you follow the ONG Strike Zone at ONG Strike Zone. Go ahead and drop a donation if you want. But more importantly, Rattler Nation, I sent the tweet out about the Rattler Athletic Fund. We just won a championship. 41,000 people were in the stands. I'm going to guess 30 were Rattlers, if not 27. I need every Rattler in the sound of this voice who watched this game to go to the Rattler Athletic Fund, donate $18.87 to our athletic department. Hold how on, about 2023 I, for no, the championship year? No, $18.87. If you want to do 2023, great, whatever. $18, $20, that amount of money, that half a million dollars from 30,000 Rattlers is going to go to the athletic department. Help us buy two championship rings, one for the SWAC, one for the Celebration Bowl, and the extra surplus of nearly 300 plus thousand is going to help us do things for our athletic department. We need that. Repeat. Repeat. The, it's, well, we got to invest Some in of the repeat. first things that the, co the coaches and the players, when they came off the, I mean, when they were on the field after the game was over, one of the first things they would say to me, to my surprise, was, hey, we're going to do this again. Yes. You'll see some of those clips coming up too, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. For for them to repeat, we gotta give it, we gotta give the resources. So make sure you support Rattler Athletics. Rattler Athletics. That's the Rattler Athletic Fund. Go to at ONG Strike Zone on X. I posted, I sent a tweet out about uh noon, sometime right after uh kickoff. Uh that's gonna do it. Thanks to producer Roy. What? Uh thank you to everybody at the celebration bowl, uh Miss Jinx and, and the whole media staff for everything, making a great all oh, shout out to the BCSN crew who is in the house covering. This game, we'll have more videos in the course of uh, the, the week ahead. Sports Rap, what time are we coming on tomorrow? I have no idea. I can't even it's think. It's going to be I'm a special a, early edition I'm, I'm of Sports Rap. I'm about to go rap. get on one right now. Um, I can't even think about tomorrow. He's it's got pineapple, pineapple time. It's, it's pineapple, pineapple time. time, baby. Bangs up. Bangs up. A-Town down. Strike. Champions, baby. Strike. Boom. We're and swag. Save the swag. Damn right. Let's go. We out of here. Thank <laughs> you.